chapter eleven of pioneers of the old south by mary johnston this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter eleven commonwealth and restoration on the thirtieth of january sixteen forty nine before the palace of whitehall charles i of england was beheaded in virginia the event fell with a shock even those within the colony who were cromwell's men rather than charles's men seemed to have recoiled from this act presently too came fleeing royalists from overseas to add their passionate voices to those of the royalists in virginia many came nobility clergy and gentry men of the first rate a thousand are said to have arrived in the year after the king's death in october the virginia assembly met parliament men and now these were walking with head in the air might regret the execution of the past january and yet be prepared to assert that with the fall of the kingdom fell all powers and offices named and decreed by the hapless monarch what was a passionate royalist government doing in virginia now that england was a commonwealth the passionate government answered for itself in acts passed by this assembly with swelling words with a tragic accent it denounced the late happenings in england and all the roundhead wickedness that led up to them it proclaimed loyalty to his sacred majesty that now is that is to charles stuart afterwards charles the second then a refugee on the continent finally it enacted that any who defended the late proceedings or in the least affected to question the undoubted and inherent right of his majesty that now is to the colony of virginia should be held guilty of high treason and that reporters and divulgers of rumours tending to change of government should be punished even to severity berkeley's words may be detected in these acts of the assembly in no great time the cavalier governor conferred with colonel henry norwood one of the royalist refugees to virginia norwood thereupon sailed away upon a dutch ship and came to holland where he found his majesty that now is here he knelt and invited that same majesty to visit his dominion of virginia and if he liked it there to rest sovereign of the virginian people but charles still hoped to be sovereign in england and would not cross the seas he sent however to sir william berkeley a renewal of his governor's commission and appointed norwood treasurer of virginia and said doubtless many gay and pleasant things in virginia there continued to appear from england adherents of the ancien regime men women and children came until to a considerable degree the tone of society rang cavalier this immigration now lighter now heavier continued through a rather prolonged period there came now to virginia families whose names are often met in the later history of the land now washingtons appear with randolphs carries skipwiths broadnaxes tylers masons madisons monroes and many more 
these persons are not without means they bring with them servants they are in high favour with governor and council they acquire large tracts of virgin land they bring in indentured labour they purchase african slaves they cultivate tobacco from being english country gentlemen they turn easily to become virginia planters but the virginia assembly had thrown a gauntlet before the victorious commonwealth and the long parliament now declared the colony to be in contumacy assembled and dispatched ships against her and laid an embargo upon trade with the rebellious daughter in january of sixteen fifty two english ships appeared off point comfort four commissioners of the commonwealth were aboard of whom that strong man claiborne was one after issuing a proclamation to quiet the fears of the people the commissioners made their way to jamestown here was found the indomitable berkeley and his council in a state of active preparation cannon trained but when all was said the commissioners had brought wisely moderate terms submit because submit they must acknowledge the commonwealth and that done rest unmolested if resistance continued there were enough parliament men in virginia to make an army indentured servants and slaves should receive freedom in exchange for support to the commonwealth the ships would come up from point comfort and a determined war would be on what sir william berkeley personally said has not survived but after consultation upon consultation virginia surrendered to the commonwealth berkeley stepped from the governor's chair retiring in wrath and bitterness of heart to his house at green spring in his place sat richard bennett one of the commissioners claiborne was made secretary king's men went out of office parliament men came in but there was no persecution in the bland and wide virginia air minds failed to come into hard and frequent collision for all the ferocities of the statute books acute suffering for difference of opinion whether political or religious did not bulk large in the life of early virginia the commissioners after the reduction of virginia had a like part to play with maryland at st mary's as at jamestown they demanded and at length received submission to the commonwealth there was here the less trouble owing to baltimore's foresight in appointing to the office of governor william stone whose opinions political and religious accorded with those of revolutionary england yet the governor could not bring himself to forget his oath to lord baltimore and agree to the demand of the commissioners that he should administer the government in the name of the keepers of the liberties of england after some hesitation the commissioners decided to respect his scruples and allow him to govern in the name of the lord proprietary as he had solemnly promised in virginia and in maryland the commonwealth and the lord protector stand where stood the kingdom and the king many are far better satisfied than they were before 
and the confirmed royalist consumes his grumbling in his own circle the old exhausting quarrel seems laid to rest but within this wider peace breaks out suddenly an interior strife virginia would if she could have back all her old northward territory in sixteen fifty two bennett's government goes so far as to petition parliament to unseat the catholic proprietary of maryland and make whole again the ancient virginia the hand of claiborne that remarkable and persistent man may be seen in this in maryland puritans and independents were settled chiefly about the rivers severn and patuxent and in a village called providence afterwards annapolis these now saw their chance to throw off the proprietary's rule and to come directly under that of the commonwealth so thinking they put themselves into communication with bennett and claiborne in sixteen fifty four stone charged the commissioners with having promoted faction sedition and rebellion against the lord baltimore the charge was well founded claiborne and bennett assumed that they were yet parliamentary commissioners empowered to bring all plantations within the bay of chesapeake to their due obedience to the parliament and commonwealth of england and they were indeed set against the lord baltimore claiborne would head the puritans of providence and a troop should be raised in virginia and march northward the commissioners actually advanced upon st mary's and with so superior a force that stone surrendered and a puritan government was inaugurated a puritan assembly met debarring any catholics presently it passed an act annulling the proprietary's act of toleration professors of the religion of rome should be restrained from the exercise thereof the hand of the law was to fall heavily upon popery prelacy or licentiousness of opinion thus was intolerance alive again in the only land where she had seemed to die in england now there was hardly a parliament but only the lord protector oliver cromwell content with baltimore's recognition of the protectorate cromwell was not prepared to back in their independent action the commissioners of that now dissolved parliament baltimore made sure of this and then dispatched messengers overseas to stone bidding him do all that lay in him to retake maryland stone thereupon gathered several hundred men and a fleet of small sailing craft with which he pushed up the bay to the severn in the meantime the puritans had not been idle but had themselves raised a body of men and had taken over the golden lion an armed merchantman lying before their town on the twenty fourth of march sixteen fifty five the two forces met in the battle of the severn in the name of god fall on cried the men of providence and hey for st mary's cried the others the battle was won by the providence men they slew or wounded fifty of the st mary's men and desperately wounded stone himself and took many prisoners ten of whom were afterwards condemned to death and four were actually executed 
now followed a period of up and down the commissioners and the proprietary alike appealing to the lord protector for some expression of his determinate will both sides received encouragement inasmuch as he decided for neither his own authority being denied by neither cromwell may have preferred to hold these distant factions in a cancelling neutralizing posture but far weightier matters in fact were occupying his mind in sixteen fifty seven weary of her very sad distracted and unsettled condition maryland herself proceeded puritan prelatist and catholic together to agree henceforth to disagree toleration viewed in retrospect appears dimly to have been seen for the angel that it was maryland would return to the proprietary's rule provided there should be complete indemnity for political offences and a solemn promise that the toleration act of sixteen forty nine should never be repealed this without a smile baltimore promised articles were signed a new assembly composed of all manner of christians was called and maryland returned for a time to her first allegiance quiet years on the whole follow in virginia under the commonwealth the three governors of this period bennett diggs and matthews are all chosen by the assembly which but for the navigation laws might almost forget the home government then oliver cromwell dies and after an interval back to england come the stuarts charles the second is proclaimed king and back into office in virginia is brought that staunch old monarchist sir william berkeley first by a royalist assembly and presently by commission from the new king then virginia had her long parliament or assembly in sixteen sixty one in the first gush of the restoration there was elected a house of burgesses so congenial to berkeley's mind that he wished to see it perpetuated for fifteen years therefore he held it in being with adjournments from one year into another and with sharp refusals to listen to any demand for new elections yet this demand grew and still the governor shut the door in the face of the people and looked imperiously forth from the window his temper always fiery now burned vindictive his zeal for king and church and the high prerogatives of the governor of virginia became a consuming passion when berkeley first came to virginia and again for a moment in the flare of the restoration his popularity had been real but for long now it had dwindled he belonged to an earlier time and he held fast to old ideas that were decaying at the heart a bigot for the royal power a man of class with the contempt for the generality and its clumsily expressed needs he grew in narrowness as he grew in years berkeley could in these later times write home though with some exaggeration i thank god there are no free schools nor printing and i hope we shall not have these hundred years for learning has brought disobedience into the world and printing has divulged them and libels against the best governments god keep us from both but that was the soured zealot for absolutism william berkeley the man was fond enough of books and himself had written plays 
the spirit of the time was reactionary in virginia as it was reactionary in england harsh servant and slave laws were passed a prison was to be erected in each county provision was made for pillory and stocks and ducking stool the quakers were to be proceeded against the baptists who refused to bring children to baptism were to suffer then at last in sixteen seventy came restriction of the franchise act three election of burgesses by whom whereas the usual way of choosing burgesses by the votes of all persons who having served their time are freemen of this country who having little interest in the country do oftener make tumults at the election to the disturbance of his majesty's peace than by their discretions in their votes provide for the conservation thereof by making choice of persons fitly qualified for the discharge of so great a trust and whereas the laws of england grant a voice in such election only to such as by their estates real or personal have interest enough to tie them to the endeavour of the public good it is hereby enacted that none but freeholders and housekeepers who only are answerable to the public for the levies shall hereafter have a voice in the election of any burgesses in this country three years later another woe befell the colony that same charles the second to whom in misfortune virginia had so adhered that for her loyalty she had received the name of the old dominion now granted all that entire tract territory region and dominion of land and water commonly called virginia together with the territory of accomac to lord culpepper and the earl of arlington for thirty-one years they were to hold it paying to the king the slight annual rent of forty shillings they were not to disturb the colonists in any guaranteed right of life or land or goods but for the rest they might farm virginia the country cried out in anger the assembly hurried commissioners on board a ship in port and sent them to england to besiege the ear of the king distress and discontent increased with good reason among the mass of the virginians the king in england his counsellors and parliament played an unfatherly role while in virginia economic hardships pressed ever harder and the administration became more and more oppressive by sixteen seventy six the gunpowder of popular indignation was laid right and left awaiting the match End of chapter 11